Hi, everyone. This is Mary Keurig, and I am offering you episode number four in the BizDev Boost podcast series. You know, we developed this to help those of you making business connections for your own business or someone else's to secure a commission, maybe. And as a reminder, I want to tell you that I've been conducting business development introductions through my own business for about 15 to 16 years. My focus is impact spaces like health, technology, education, entrepreneurship, diplomacy, and economic development. And there's more, but the primary point is that I've been able to work my network into some amazing opportunities. So before we get going, let me just take a quick break and remind you that there is a channel on www.frontrunnersinnovate.com. If you are not listening to this already on that platform, go there and you'll see the three other <laughs> podcast uh, episodes for this series under BizDev Boost at the top under channels. So just wanted to let you know that. So let's continue into the series talking a bit in depth about the Viz vehicle. My, in, my entree into the work that I'm doing now in business development for Impact started with an online media platform. Roughly about eight years, years ago, I started putting together what would end up being the first business networking digital magazine for social impact. Then called the Introducer Magazine, we spotlighted global leaders in several spaces that mostly connected to the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals. The magazine evolved into what is now called Frontrunners Innovate an online media platform with goals to achieve two things. One, provide some visibility for great projects, efforts, and solutions going on in the world. And two, uncover gaps in the work of these fabulous human resources and help them to connect with others who can help them create and expand impact. By the way, number two is where the business part of what I do happens. A 20-minute video interview can reveal far more about a person than a static profile page. Benefits for creating a Viz vehicle that allow you to give a spotlight to others are tremendous. It's a gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> online interviews hang around and are searchable online. Your interviewee will be grateful to you if you do a good job. The link to the interview becomes a great marketing tool for, for you as you seek to make business connections. Within the last four months, I shared the link to an interviewee about six times to help promote them for a business conversation. And I say that slowly so that you can get that. <laughs> we are currently progressing with two very promising conversations. The two that I sent the interview to are also interviewees. See how that works? So as you continue to work interviews with extraordinary people, you will attract more of the same. If you are using LinkedIn to do your searching, you can count on that. <laughs> They'll promote you to others and vice versa. Also, the people you interview will refer others to you. I've had referrals from two U.S. You know, diplomats to other U.S. diplomats. I've had fellow business developers who you know, also were angel investors who have stacked me up with great interviewees, and several of them have become clients. As the interview host, you are also receiving visibility yourself, and you can share that spotlight with a co-host if you'd like. And... Uh, you know, this, this helps you with your own visibility to move it around um, as you see fit, as the topics line up with where you want to put your interview, okay? And, of course, that co-host can help you keep the, um, the conversation going and keep it rich. One added benefit for me relates to my belief that meaningful conversations with people around the world create connection that builds relationships and, in turn, helps to build peace. 
Diversity is such a tricky thing all over the world for a lot of reasons right now, but building relationships is critical. And for my part, the more people I can get to know in different spots of the world, the more I feel like I'm contributing to that result. So I keep track, about 65 countries so far. So let's move on with some tips that I'll mention for you. Uh, the first being identify particular types consistent with where you want to be, the spaces you want to work in, and the types with whom you wish to work. Create an agenda flow for the interview conversation. And this isn't really, you know, all that difficult to do. You want to keep it simple. But when I say a conversational flow or an agenda flow, for me, uh, it's, you know, where they came from, their background, what brought them into the work that they're doing, what they're doing now, and simply where are they going from here forward. And because of the work that I do, I always ask them at the end, who do they need to meet to help them move forward? So not only get to know the gap, but who they perceive they need to meet to get there, you know, to get them further along. So instantly, I have the answers to everything I need to, to know right there. So agenda flow is just that. It's that simple. It doesn't have to be a documented agenda. But it would be helpful for you to let them know that, okay, so that they're aware of how you flow things. You'll get people who will ask you for questions in advance. And if it's a government official, you kind of have to comply or a corporate person who has had to go up the ladder to ask permission to even let you interview them. They may need the questions in advance. But other than that, I always tell people it's a conversation more than it is an interview. And so we want to keep that conversational flow. You'll want to go wherever they lead you in that conversation. Okay. Find several places to put the recording. You can do it as a podcast on your website, a video platform like YouTube, anywhere where it makes sense for you. Create simple policies and instructions for your interviewees. Always try to tell them, turn off your cell phones or put it on vibrate or something that we won't hear. Make sure if you're not the only one in the house, be in a place where you're not maybe disrupted by you know, people coming and going and, and animals and that sort of thing that, that need your attention. <laughs> okay. So just create that for them. Um, I've added here disclaimers and tasks. So if you need them to send you something in advance, like uh, a headshot to go with your interview, if you're also going to place this on a website or a bio, something like that, that would be helpful for them to know in advance. Uh, and disclaimers would be that, yeah, you're going to try to get it up in a certain period of time, but no guarantees, but they will be notified when it, when it goes live. And, uh, you know, from, from your standpoint, this doesn't guarantee them any kind of business or whatever you, you have your own set of, uh, protocols that you're following. And so along with that, you want to do your own due diligence. So don't think it, uh, you know, it's mentioned enough anywhere when people are doing these types of interviews. But in order to kind of keep the credibility, yours and theirs, alive, happy and well, you might want to do a little Google searching. I mean, you're not interviewing them, you know, as sort of a detective style interview for anything particularly uh, specific that they've done, unless you are maybe, but it is uh, not meant to be that way. It's a feature. And you're, you're getting, them, getting to know them and you're allowing your audience to get to know them. So you're not responsible for any misstatements that they make. And you want to make sure that that's clear wherever you post your interview. Okay. I think it's on my website, but you might want to make sure that you've got it on yours. Create a policy on how to handle disgruntled persons. It kind of goes along with what I just said, just to create that due diligence process for yourself. But know in advance how you might handle disgruntled persons. Um, 
you should know in advance that how you'd react before someone shows up that is not happy with an interviewee. Anytime someone is in the spotlight, there will almost always be someone around who will challenge why they are there. Occasionally, these people will come to you to vent. They'll want to know, why did you interview this person? Because I know this and this about them. So you need to determine in your mind how you're going to deal with people like that. So if you use your Viz vehicle for good, you will generally draw those who are good. From a business development standpoint, you really can't ask for a better tool to move your business forward. A final collection of stories about my own Viz vehicle. I met all three of my business partners through my platform. I had interviewed each one. My platform attracted the fathers of two young girls whom they wished for me to mentor. I spent a year mentoring both, one from Tanzania and one from India. And we, they and their families, have become great friends. The first father to contact me ended up being the rescuer for another of my interviewees in his own country. She was without medical attention and food during a low point, and the only other person in her country that I knew was that father of my mentee. He went out to see her in person within an hour after I called him and helped her to get back on track. One of the uh, interviews that I did uh, was a co-founder of a stem cell R&D organization with partnering clinics around the world. My husband and I traveled to Mexico to gain access to stem cell treatment from one of the clinics early in 2021 to help him with an illness that he had. It was a timely godsend of a resource that I'd never have known otherwise. So yes, this vehicle, great for a whole lot of reasons, but things that you don't even expect, like a personal reason, is pretty amazing. So the benefits are continuing to grow consistently. And so if you need some extra help with any of this, you know how to contact me. So make sure that you do. Until next time, happy front running.